Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him, his. I'm a queer, political, actor, activist, comedian, cancerian, self-proclaimed, sexy blurred. That's a uh, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by another fabulous minority where we tackle the news, pop culture, politics, media, history, and more, all with a little self-care and self-love sprinkled throughout. This week, I'm joined by... Hey folks, I'm Bruce, also known as BJ, uh, he, him, his, a black tech professional, video game enthusiast, entrepreneur, virtual reality evangelist, and a bit obsessive about comic book and sci-fi media. Also love animation, both foreign and domestic. Uh, Had this unique opportunity to travel the world for work and also for pleasure, and I'm thrilled to be able to share my passions with you, the Minority Corner audience. Well, we have a packed show for you all today. We unpacked how we are surviving this current pandemic, this coronavirus, our first pandemic. We do a quick check-in of how it's going, what are our survival tips and experiences, and just an overall check-in. Fox News has finally caught on board that this is not a Democratic hoax, and they seem to be blaming millennials. But who are millennials, really? We look into why it's dangerous to generalize a single generation. I'm going to get up on my soapbox because I am just so upset with so many things that are happening right now, and it really comes down to something that went down in 2016. I am not happy with a certain group of people. And let's just say it rhymes with they should have moted. We also talk about what is it going to take to get everybody on board to realize the seriousness of what is going on, that we can only really beat this uh, by coming together. Also, how is this affecting our LGBT homeless youth? And during quarantine 2020, some celebrities tried to get involved and lift people's spirits, and the internet got mad because that's what the internet does. The Democrats agreed on a stimulus package, and we're going to dive into what is coming at yeah, like Cleopatra, and what's missing, and and the timetable for all that good stuff. Also, some good pop cultural news. Guess who's coming to The Mandalorian Season 2? I'll give you a guess. She's kind of connected to politics. We also talk about the digital divide with all this stuff that's going on with coronavirus. We look at how it's going to impact those who don't have access to internet in rural areas. Quiz Corner is coming back with a vengeance this week. Netflix has a series starring Octavia Spencer about Madam C.J. Walker. And we're not just going to talk about Madam C.J. Walker. We're going to give BJ a quiz about Madam C.J. Walker. How well do you know her as we unpack the wonderful four-part series that is inspired by Madam C.J. Walker on Netflix? And there's so much going on involving the Rona. And what I'm going to do later on in the show, we're going to break down. I have daily questions and activities and service things that you can do to sort of channel this energy. This is going to be an opportunity. We're going to make some lemonade here. So I have a daily quarantine questionnaire, essentially helping you to survive this quarantine, this lockdown, this social distancing, this self-isolating. So many names for this thing. And different things that you can be doing if you're feeling helpless. I've got some tips for you so that you can feel like you are getting involved in 
the action in the cure because it is all hands on deck. This is not a drill. This is our moment. Well, we've got all this and so much more. Get ready to learn, laugh, and play right here on Minority Corner. We're cousins. Hey! We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Yes, we are! <laughs> Give oh. me a safe quarantine high five. Oh! Be well. Be well. <laughs> If you all were in the studio, we're in the studio today. Always in the studio. We in the studio. I uh, coming to you live. I don't know why they say that on podcasts because it's not. I guess it's live for the listener because they're like, mm-hmm. I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. I hope you're alive. There's a lot going on these days. <laughs> a lot happening out there. <laughs> there, it's a, it's a, it's a, what's a, uh, it's a hard life for a pimp. <laughs> you know what? I bet it's really hard for pimps right now. Mm-hmm. Social distancing does not <laughs> pay the their money. Business. Do you think that is going to be included in the stimulus package? Oh, well. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I care more about the, uh, and this is here, I care more about the sex workers, the ones who are paying. They do. Well, what percentage of that is the GDP? Huh? Well, what? if we really want to get, oh, we go into brass tax, and I feel like I'm on MSNBC. If we want to get into the brass tax of it, sex workers should be paying taxes yeah. because I want that tax money. <laughs> Help me build my roads. Let's go. Help me build these schools. You standing on them sidewalks. You yeah, better pay for it. I want it. <laughs> Oh, this is oh, so They're coming after us today. We <laughs> oh, are so supportive bad. of sex work. Mm. It's just a weird sentence. <laughs> so wild. We've both been to Amsterdam uh, and yeah. appreciated the way yes. you know, the government views that although there's definitely lots more can, that can happen. Well, but I mean, there is, yeah, some of the yeah, who knows what's going on. I feel like some of them are like, you know, escaped from their countries. There's, mm-hmm. They all have stories. I don't know their stories, but they have them. Mm-hmm. So pause in the action, you'll have to forgive everything that happens on this episode today. We are probably experiencing cabin fever. You're experiencing cabin fever. You're probably listening to this and being like, is this a fever dream? <laughs> so we are now into, I hadn't started counting the weeks or the days, but I know that we are in the middle of, uh, I've been calling it lockdown, but it's like a shelter in place here in California doing mm-hmm. the wisable thing. Mm-hmm. Or at least, mm-hmm. you know, just two and a half weeks ago, we had Super Tuesday. Yeah. Doesn't that feel like it was? Oh man, it feels like forever ago. Right, a long wow. time ago. Wow. When yeah, that's nuts. So that happened like 2020 already feels like the longest year I've ever experienced what in my life. Up with this year. Uh, just two weeks ago, the NBA canceled uh, basketball. Yeah, that feels like a long time ago. And then every other major sport followed suit. Yeah. So how are how are you doing? How how's uh, <laughs> coronavirus going for you? Not you don't have it. No, <laughs> thank thankfully. What are how's uh, Coronaville going for you? It is just surreal. Um, part of it is that you know I'm definitely taking everything seriously. You know, uh, you know. I'll, You're not going to the neighborhood block party. No, <laughs> wonderfully not. Of course. Well, oh my gosh. And thankfully, there is none going on. Exactly here in not, California. Not here anyway. But I mean, there are definitely there's a sentiment out there that you know there's just some people, and I think partially because there's just mixed messages coming from all types of levels of government that yeah. they're just like, well, there's all these messages. I don't know what to believe, so it's probably not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. And, you know, part of it is just anxiety and concern for, you know, my mom and dad, my mm-hmm. parents, which is, you know, they're at risk. 
Um, various families, family members I have are like in that at-risk population with pre-existing conditions. Uh, I hate that term. We just call it medical history in Europe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, but we have to talk. Call it pre-existing conditions in America because of Privatized insurance. Health insurance. Oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's these things that are just happening here. So it's part of that anxiety uh, and just kind of being careful, trying to follow the rec- recommendations of people that know what they're talking about. Um, like the president of the United States? Um, unfortunately not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just checking. I like, unfortunately, sure. the governors of California and New York, um, yeah. the doctor that contradicts the president of the United States. Dr. Fauci? Oh, he's the hero I of this story. I have heard his name so much. First of all, I think the man's like 78 or something. Yes. Um, he, oh, and here's the thing. Here's the gossip. And well, just like you can just know, knowing that this chicken-headed president, you know, like because like last week he was letting Fauci talk, right? And he's yeah. letting like everybody else talk, and his approval ratings are the highest that they've been his entire presidency. It's at forty-nine percent, mm-hmm. which is like alarming to me. I don't understand how it's that high. I think he's a shithead. I'm so done with this human being again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know what? I was gonna jump on my soapbox later. Get in, get it on, get me this. Get. Oh. Bring me my soapbox. Empty that soapbox. Give me that soapbox. Give me that box right Give me, now. Yeah. Okay, now I'm on it. Huh. Okay, <laughs> this is, I'm so, it's almost like every week something has gone down and I'm reminded to say, this is why you vote. All those people who didn't vote because they didn't like Hillary Clinton for some reason and they decided <laughs> not to vote, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> this, this is, is your fault. <laughs> Whatever you thought about Hillary... She wouldn't have fired the pandemic response team two, three and a half years ago. This wouldn't be happening. We would be taking it seriously. It mm. would have been taken. It would have been shut down. We'd be working with other countries. Like right now, we should be working with other countries. Like part of the Ebola response was stopping it in Africa so it didn't get over to here. And malaria and yes. SARS right. and MERS. <laughs> and like, oh, None of this happened in the Obama, Obama administration? Hmm. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and I think that's sort of the thing is that people, so, I mean, this is this is my first pandemic. Um, ever. <laughs> first time. <laughs> first time pandemic. Uh, hi, my name is James Arthur. This is my first pandemic. Hi, James. Um, so, but I think, like, because no one's experienced anything like this. So they're just thinking, like, oh, it's not, not everybody, but some. I'm trying to get into the mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm still an actor, so let me get into this role. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't really think this is a real thing. The media is just blowing it up. I've never seen this happen before because there were responses in place to take care of it, so it never showed up to your doorstep. Yeah, there were people who did this for a. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a garage sound. That's a garage. Oh, we have a sound. The studio. We have a special visitor. A special visitor. Studio. <laughs> <laughs> this is classic. Oh, oh man, that, that's great! Like this is like a scene in a What if movie. it was live? It would have been amazing. Like, I wish oh, it was live, man. Y'all are missing this. Uh, just Uncle Woody taking out the garbage, <laughs> unbossed and unbothered. Oh yes, by all of this. The purveyor of the quarantine cafe. It's still hard at work. Yep, he's still taking doing out that garbage thing. can. Oh man, I love my dad. <laughs> I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Courtney Enlow. I'm Brent Black, and we're the hosts of Trends Like These. 
Trends Like These is an internet news show where we take the stories trending on social media and go beyond the headlines. We'll give you the actual facts of the story and not just the knee-jerk reactions. Plus, we end every episode with a ray of hope that we call the Wi-Fi of the week. So join us every Friday on Maximum Fun. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Trends Like These, real-life friends talking internet trends. We are back. Yes. Had a positive interruption from a garage door. That is not a problem here in the studio. <laughs> no, not here in the <laughs> wooden studios. You got it. You gonna eat some snacks as we're recording this? You know it. We're gonna eat some snacks. This is happening. This is not ASMR. <laughs> it was a, a crunch, 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 right. crunch. Apologies in advance. Just remember. We got cabin fever. We got cabin fever. We got cabin fever. Quarantine. So I guess I'm gonna get off. I got pushed off my 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 soapbox by a garage door. But anyways, like go and vote because all these different things are 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 happening and and they're 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 so avoidable. Um. Also, too, I just want to point this out. This is not generation. This is not the millennials' fault. No. I, you know, we, so I love the trajectory of like what, like, so like uh, Fox News. Yeah. In general, a lot of people are going to die and Fox News should be absolutely held accountable. I hope there was lawsuits. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they say like, you know, certain people are at risk. I mean, honestly, everybody's at risk because everybody has potential to carry it. And if you are walking around with it, even if you don't have any symptoms, you're a carrier, which means you're highly contagious, which means you're putting everybody else at harm. So you're at risk. You're mm-hmm. at risk of being a danger to other people. Yeah. Um, I hear somewhere, ugh, so I have to fact check this later, but I think like if you are knowingly walking around with it or something, like you can be labeled, I forgot, there's some sort of something. There was one guy charged. Uh, as a terrorist or as something. A, for a terrorist threat, yeah. He, <laughs> an idiot, uh, I guess he was corona positive and was in a Walmart or something, Get like out. licking stuff. And he got charged and arrested for essentially terrorist threat. That which, just makes sense. That's just, what? Wow. wow. Man, yeah. I mean, just the lack of just empathy and decency that's there, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Well, that's the thing is like, so, uh, well, first of all, at first I was going to say, oh, that gets labeled as a terrorist threat, but I can get the KKK labeled as a terrorist. Yeah. But I didn't know this man was licking things, so yes, he is absolutely terrorizing people. (laughs) So he's a domestic terrorist. Please put him away, because he, He's lost his privileges of like being around everybody else. Yeah. Um, go sit in a corner and think about what you done, did. <laughs> um, but oh, back to Fox News. So at first, the directory of Fox News. At first, they were like, this is a Democratic hoax. And then, of course, mm-hmm. that's what the guy in the White House says because he just watches Fox News and gets all of his marching orders from Fox News. Mm-hmm. And then, so it was a Democratic hoax. And then when they did start believing it, then they were blaming it on the fucking millennials. And they were showing millennials partying at spring break and then (laughs) you brought this to my attention millennials (laughs) yes um the youngest of them have graduated college probably a few years ago (laughs) so they ain't at spring break and if you're at a millennial if you're a millennial you at spring break get out of that spring break that spring break is not for you you're supposed to been out of spring break (laughs) what you getting that 10-year degree what you doing good guy get up out of there (laughs) who 
is you? Oh, you a grad student? Keep studying. I know you ain't got no money for spring break because I know the parents are not paying for it at this point. Spring break is not for you. And like, I keep, you know, this this thing that keeps getting had, like millennials keep getting blamed for a lot of shit. And now I'm realizing I'm like, oh, and I just, I just take it. I just yeah. listen to you, I'm like, oh, I guess that's us. You know, and sometimes I'm like, well, I don't, uh, you know, that's not me. I'm not that kind of a millennial. I'm like, you know, a, a, an older millennial, you know, yeah. barely a millennial. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like five years into it. Yeah. But then I realize I'm like, hold up. No, Generation Z is pretty fucking old. <laughs> Y'all fucking, we're getting in trouble for it. It's like we're the middle child of generations right now. And like, it's not us. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's that's... Generation Z who you were talking about this. Like they, it's weird because like on the one end they're they're marching for like you know I uh, about the the guns in school and, and then climate change. Like there's this wonderful kind of groundswell from these like junior high school, high mm. school, early college students. Uh, and I'm like, oh man, how encouraging this yes. is that you have this really politically active, um, kind of mindful young people that are coming up, they're seeing these issues and they're like, no, this is, you know, not right. This is not the world we want left to us. We see how much our older brothers and sisters and <laughs> are struggling and that's not what we want for but us. But then, ding, 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 spring break. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> We're like, but wait, there's coronavirus. We don't care. <laughs> that's old people disease. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you can't just generalize any generation's activity necessarily, right? Yeah, like, that's true. There's those same kids that are, maybe that's the same generation, but a different group that are out and basically disregarding social distancing and yeah. flattening the curve and all those I other saw, wonderful things we're supposed to be doing right now. You showed me a video. Was it you that showed me the video of like the kids having an outdoor party? Yeah, and, WVU. Yeah. And the sad thing is, like you know, I and you know what? It's not until you know someone's saying we have to wait till our Rock Hudson. It was with Rock Hudson that put a name to the face of AIDS and it made people able to relate and connect to it and see the realities of it. They're like, oh, I know him. And it brought it home. So maybe that's what folks are needing, something like that. It's, it's I think for a lot of people, too, something doesn't become real until they just really see it, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And unfortunately, like, it shouldn't have to take to take it to that level it, because we, there's so many preventative things that you can be doing. Like, to me, it's like... I, Italy was my wake up call of like seeing what's happening in Italy and it was like because I've been hearing about coronavirus since like November I actually cut a I cut a segment from uh, Avi who was on who was talking about coronavirus back in November and I was like what is this um, no next and I cut it <laughs> and I feel terrible because Avi was here sounding the alarm and I'm like you crazy <laughs> But um, I think, like, so, like, with AIDS, it wasn't until Rock Hudson died that people saw, oh, you know, a face. They put a face to it. And hopefully, like, and I think that's what it's going to take is, you know, someone, like, this is what's going to happen. People around you are going, I'm not trying to be like, you know, it's coming. I'm not trying to be a fear monger, but just being very realistic about it. It is about 50% of people are probably going to get it at some point. We do want to... Like, like, make it so not all the people are getting sick at once because the hospital system cannot take care of it. Mm-hmm. As we're sitting, seeing in Italy, it's it, the system is crashing. There's not enough ventilators. They're having to then make drastic decisions of who's getting, you know, what. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're just have to be kind of uncomfortable right now. And though, here's the, the worst part. So, Amy Klobuchar was on MSNBC on Rachel Maddow. Mm-hmm. 
And I felt kind of so. Rachel, her husband contracted coronavirus. Mm. I feel bad because I like you know dragged Amal Klobuchar for like you know weeks on end. Mm-hmm. But about politics, not about like her personally. Like yeah. her as a person, she's fine. Yeah. But it just like again, it was putting just a face to what was happening. I think one of the most tragic things is like she doesn't have it. Her husband does, and he's like coughing up blood, and she can't go to the hospital to be with him. No. And I think that's one of the hardest things about this situation is that like. You can't go be with that person who mm. needs that help, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just such a hard thing to deal with when you're, you know, uh, uh, interestingly, it's like this comparison to climate change where we have this existential threat. Mm-hmm. It's out there, right. and there's like these subtle signs that are coming until all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we're going to have the most powerful floods and the most powerful hurricanes and the worst fire season, and all these things are like, getting worse and worse and breaking record after record um but you know until it gets like your house is in the flood your yeah. house in the hurricane people aren't caring as much right? right and it's like the same thing you have this invisible enemy and everyone's passing around this misinformation well some people don't really have symptoms some people are like the flu and you know and um you know you just get this stuff that's just going around and people just figure well, hey, if it's not happening to me or anyone I know, then it must not be that not bad. Real. But it's coming. It's, it's literally it, a tidal yeah. wave is coming. It's counterintuitive. It's like you're supposed to feel like you're doing this for nothing because that means that nothing happened, which yeah, means it works. Yeah, that's what you want. It goes back to like when people are like, I never seen no Ebola. Yeah. I didn't see the swine flu. Good, good. Because there are the people point. who are working around the clock to make sure that that shit uh, wasn't <laughs> going to come to you. Yeah. So I do want to talk, like, so the Congress is finally able to pass the stimulus package. So I just want to like give a little update for what's going to be in that. Mm. Um, because at first, you know, the Republicans try to pass Mitch McConnell. Who let Mitch McConnell go into a room and create a bill? <laughs> and, like, and what did he think? People were just like, oh, yeah, that's... And luckily, this bill needs, I think, like, 60 voting members. He doesn't have the votes to so just go and pass. So good job, 2018. You showed up. You voted. Yes, blue wave, thank blue goodness. Blue wave. Also, there's, like, four Republicans who are at home sick with the coronavirus, and they can't vote. Mm. Another thing is, like, it's so dumb that we haven't made precautions that why are these people still voting in person? Like... There's no backup plan. They all touch the same machine. All of them stay stand together closely when they're doing a press conference. And it's and, like, come on, man. And when they're in meeting in Congress, like it's the, not only just them; it's their staffers, and yeah. they're all talking with each other. Rand Paul, who when he tested pot while he was waiting for his test, was using the gym facilities, going to work, talking to people, going to meetings while he oh, was waiting the results of his test. And he mm. is a doctor. Oh, man. He's a libertarian. He's like, I don't need no government. (laughs) We don't need you. I guess not. So, stimulus package. Here's what's going down in the nuts and bolts. Here's some quick nuts and bolts of it. So, $250 billion are for direct payments uh, to individuals and families. I'll talk about what that is specifically a little bit later. Mm. $250 billion in unemployment insurance. $500 billion for distressed companies. $367 367 billion for small businesses, 130 billion for hospitals, 150 billion for state and local governments. And they had to like fight tooth and nail to get that 130 billion for hospitals. Um, Because I think the original bill was like everything for businesses. (laughs) Here's some for, you know, humans. So 
essentially 136 billion um are uh 136 billion are for the hospitals. Um, and businesses are getting 500 billions. And so hospitals are getting a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. And so someone kind of made the same equivalent. It's sort of like sending you know, people off to war without the right. So, I mean, they don't have enough uh, PPE. Mm-hmm. Uh, you down with PPE? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. They Take need so. it. <laughs> Before you wreck yourself. And they got to get wrecked. <laughs> oh, no. So that's personal protection equipment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They ain't got enough. They just, they don't have enough. And uh, Governor Cuomo... Uh, who's you know pretty much the president of the United States right now? <laughs> There's people who are like, he's not my pre- he's not my governor, but I listen to his press conferences because they bring me reassurance. Exactly, he's the one that's making the most sense he, out there. Exactly, he's on the ground, front doors, uh, on, on the front doors. <laughs> get out, go home, get out of my door. <laughs> so, um, but it's like, yeah, like you know, sending you know people off to World War II without the right armor, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. or the right equipment. So that's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, so under this plan that was being negotiated, single Americans will receive, if you're single, all my single ladies. All the single ladies. You're going to get $1,200. Mm-hmm. All my married couples, you're oh. going to get $2,400, which is just 1,200 times. I did the math. I was like, wait a minute. It's the same <laughs> thing. So I don't know why that's any different. Um, and um, parents, uh, you will get $500 for each kid. So yay if you had a bunch of kids. Stimulus. All right. Getting them checks. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. These uh, payments are going to phase out. So if you have $75,000 or more, it phases out around there. And if you have make $99,000 or more, you ain't getting, you fine. You're mm-hmm. doing okay. Mm-hmm. Go donate. About 90% of Americans are going to be eligible to receive full or partial payments, according to estimates by the Tax Policy Center. Um, And I think also, too, for some of these businesses, the idea is that these businesses will hopefully not want to fire so many people or be able to do temporary layoffs or be able to have the money to be able to. It's a whole entire thing. They're putting in a lot of provisions that the Democrats were fighting for to make sure that companies weren't just going to get this money and be like, whoops, sorry, we saw to let everybody go. Here's money for the CEOs, uh, stock buybacks. They put a lot of provisions, a lot of oversight into this that was not originally in there. Mm. So... Man, Democrats are doing it for themselves. Oh, I'm very happy that that's happening. So I've talked to a couple friends that actually, you know, own small businesses or entrepreneurs oh, that have yeah. venture capital. Yeah. Um, and say, so for instance, for the California, like business and economic development stuff that's around COVID nineteen, like he basically told me that like all funds that you get have to be guaranteed against your personal home or assets of management. So. If you have VC investment and investors and it's a startup, that means you're basically getting this stimulus package, but you're having to offer up your house as collateral. Damn. So that's a catch-22, right? Like, that's one hell of a thing where you're, like, you're trying to innovate. You're on the edge. You've got this investor funding. They're probably not going to open their pockets to give you anymore in this time of uncertainty. So you go to the government for some small business help and find out that, well, unless you're willing to put your house online or your and hopefully you have you know, a house or yeah, if you even have a house, also, you know, or a four hundred one k or kids college fund or whatever it is, like yeah. even if you have those things, right? So yeah, yeah, it's it's. The devil's in the details, right? Well, and that is true. I mean, there's also, there is a, you know, uh, one of my former roommates was just talking to me about, like, they're having, they're living in New York. I'm so glad I left, just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> there's a bit of class warfare that's happening, too, because not everywhere is, it, there's, 
I think it depends on like your city or your area, but we also need to make sure there's provisions in there for people. Cause there's a lot of like things that like, so I uh, like in California, Newsom's pushing to make sure that uh, mortgages and everything is so fast paced changing. So like mm-hmm. Google everything that we're saying, cause it could be completely <laughs> different or, totally you know, outdated. it could be, everything is changing at such a fast rate. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like something about like a holding freeze on like having to pay your mortgages. Right. Mm-hmm. And that you won't, be asked to pay those back mortgage payments that you had missed, right? What about people who are also just renting? Because my room, ex-roommate is like, there's nothing being, you know, there's no provisions for, for them because they're renters. And mm-hmm. the same things need to happen just because they don't own a home, they shouldn't be penalized for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Oh, so this stimulus package, I feel like it needs a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stimulus. No, it needs to be like a more of an upbeat. We're working on it. We're going to bring pop it jam. back together. <laughs> stimulus. Package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting, making it rain. Stimulus money. So here's the thing. You can't play that song until May. No. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, May. that's the thing. The money might not be here until May. What are people going to do for fucking April? Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This thing is bananas. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. This shit is bananas. And even Chuck Schumer was like, this bill is not perfect. Yeah. And I mean, that's also the way that politics kind of work is that like you don't always get everything it is that you want. Like you get a little bit of the thing that you want. It's it's and that's just, you know, and I think people are not really recognizing. They're all so frustrated because they're not getting everything that they want. But you got to play. Got to play game. You got to play ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I get definitely the political byplay, you know, playing ball, going through the process. Um, but also, I mean, I feel that there's very, there's a few things that the national government should, should be oh, yes. good at, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, they should be good at supporting all of the states in the nation when it comes to national crises. Like, we got you. That's yeah. the whole point of having a, a federation. Yes, that's like you're the like, point. It's the, big, it's the big mom, and you're like, oopsie, I need help. Yeah. And mom's supposed to be there to protect you. And it comes to cutting checks. They should be able to cut them faster than that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're so right. Like, because here's the thing. So that's the estimation. Cause I, but they're looking at, like, in 2001, it took uh, the IRS six weeks to send out those rebate checks. Uh, with mm-hmm. the Bush tax cut, which I think everyone got like $2 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2008, amid the Great Recession, it took three months. So, yeah, you're so right with technology and direct deposit. And apparently, like, if you just file your taxes in 2019, you might see it into your direct deposit a little bit faster because mm. you just paid your taxes. So another thing, too, that I was just looking at, because I used to work with the LGBT homeless youth, and, you know, 40% of, uh, 40% of homeless youth are LGBT, and I just had this thought. I was like, fuck, how are they being rocked by this? And especially mm. the organization is in New York. And it's 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 not it's not good. Um, you know, even some of the kids who are in some of these programs in New York City, they, you know, were on school scholarships. Schools mm. have been closed. Um, there's still like one of uh, the folks who is running this uh, organization, New Alternative, said that they just got four new um, clients, youth, who had just been kicked out of their homes in the middle of you know, all of this, you oh, know? Oh, goodness. How, I don't know how you do that. How do you even deal? And so they're also like, you know, um, some homeless shelters are really not safe for LGBTQ people, but they, depending on their age, have to go to the regular centers until it's deemed that it's not safe for them to go there to then come to the LGBTQ, LGBTQ centers. Oh, so, goodness. 
Yeah, and like right now they're in New York, they're currently still up and running the Alley Forney. They're still um, up and running. They haven't had any cases yet, but they're making provisions for if and when um, that does come. So it just made me really like really, really sad. You just think about, you know, homeless people, LGBTQ homeless youth, homeless youth in general, people in prisons. It's just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, such a serious situation. And I I think I saw one tweet someone put out, like this epidemic is basically showing the weakness in every single system that we have an institution that we have in this country. Like it's showing the cracks and the weak spots in literally from military to prisons, to Mm -hmm. education, to, you know, social safety net, like everything is showing like, yeah, this is the economy businesses. Yeah. The fact that like businesses shouldn't, uh, I feel very fortunate because I like, uh, my company is, I pretty much ran by a non, we have backing of a non-American company. Mm-hmm. So they care about their workers. Mm. Um, because I don't think a lot of American companies do. It's about that bottom line. Yeah. And, um, you know, they have a raining day fund. They are prepared for situations like this. And mm-hmm. it's like every company, not every company, but most companies could have, if they stop giving, you know, look at the CEOs, how much they show, like how much the CEOs are making now compared to like, you know, a few decades ago mm-hmm. where that money could have been going into preparing for, you know, if and when something like this does go down to be able to support the systems, the healthcare system. This is why like you need a government options because a privatized, you know, health industry is going to be looking to cut corners. They're not going to have a surplus of beds. They don't want a surplus of beds. Yeah, there's no redundancy. There's, you know, everything's just, you know, to maximize profit and uh, minimize people. And, I mean, you know, there's just certain things that are non-negotiable things, like childcare, healthcare, grocery stores. Like, we're finding out who are the essential workers of this economy yeah, right now. Yeah, totally. And, and we need to increase their wages when we get back to normal. Yeah, right. Nurses, right. teachers, uh, yeah, everybody who's out there working today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sanitation, garbage, like... Mail, packaging, ma- truck drivers. Yeah, like. they're literally out there pretty much risking their lives so you can get your new Amazon equipment, the workout equipment that you just ordered. <laughs> and I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Thank you, Amazon. I can keep working out because you know what? Summer waits for nobody. She don't care. She don't care that you got the, that the Rona is running around. She do it for herself. She, yeah, she's doing it for herself. And she's still going to want to see that shirt off. So I'm doing it for you all. So that way you can look at my Instagram and be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Uh, oh god so something just two quick points um something else we were talking about too just again like this reflecting on like i think it's a lot of time for reflection and we'll get into this in in my my corner but uh, i see you reaching for those snacks (laughs) trying to be like a ninja getting them snacks get away from the microphone with the snacks (laughs) i because it's a very funky situation. I think oftentimes we can sort of go in and think about like, oh my God, this is so terrible for me. And I don't want to negate. It probably is. Again, this is my first pandemic too. We're all in this together. <laughs> but think about people who like, you know, the di- there's a digital divide out there too. A lot of us have the luxury, not a lot of us, but many. I don't know the statistics. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I don't know. But many have the luxury of like the internet. Right. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these students are being asked to go home and do work off of the Internet 
It's not the case for everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's such an issue. I mean, you know, I feel so fortunate and privileged that, you know, I'm in a, in a field and have a job where, hey, I still have a job. Mm-hmm. I'm still able to get a paycheck coming in and yeah. be able to take care of those needs. But, um, you know, there's so many situations out there where, you know, there's either jobs or you can't work from home. You have education where, depending on where that person is situated in their social life, you know, they won't have that when they go home. And it's like, you know, there's statistics that already indicate that, you know, about 60, 65% of educational outcomes for children in school are not based on the teacher or what's going on in school. It's based on what's going on at home. Is, mm. you know, is it a, a single parent household? Um, is is money tight? Um, what's the mental health situation there? What's the nutritional health situation yeah. like at home? Um, does that kid have access to internet or not? Um, and so when we talk about the digital divide, that's a big piece of it where you have all of these factors that are affecting the ability for a child to get an education or a person to, you know, lift themselves up. And, you know, there's all this political talk about bootstraps and the whole point about bootstraps, you got to have boots first. Yeah, some people ain't got boots. They ain't got straps. The you store know. has been burnt down. Yeah, giving straps to barefoot people, we don't got no boots, man. Like, give, give, make sure people have boots first, you yeah. know? And, and it's like, it's, uh, so, I mean, that's, um, you know, I did hear a really uplifting story about the some of the school buses. I forget what city this was, but they positioned school buses in neighborhoods where they knew those kids wouldn't have internet and they're basically getting the Wi-Fi off of the school bus oh, in that neighborhood. So that's like, instead of just having the school buses parked somewhere while school's out, right? right. I heard yeah. another thing too, I don't know who, I don't know if this was Microsoft or some something internet-y or digital computer-y. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're going to try to get like routers to uh, some of the youth who don't have internet or internet access or so things like that. Mm. So I love, like again, like I think it's like times like this show the true character of not only the individual, but the communities and the societies. And I think you're seeing some really, really beautiful things happen out there. Mm-hmm. Um. On a positive note, we're going to switch into some pop culture. (laughs) So, in good news, guess who's coming to Mandalorian? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Rosario Dawson. Yes, Rodario. 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 Rodario Dawson. Rodario Dodo. She going, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. He's so excited he can't even say words correctly. He can't even say her words. The words. Oh my goodness. Ashoka, she's coming. Yeah, she's going to play Ashoka Tano. Yes. And I finally was like, oh my God. They were like, finally. So they were talking about Star Wars for some of you guys who were like, we were just talking about coronavirus and what? <laughs> now we're talking about uh, former potential first girlfriend Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Whiplash. <laughs> That's what I call her. <laughs> had Cory Booker won, she would have been the first girlfriend. Would have been amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she's gonna play a Shoka Tano, who was in Star Wars, Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then this is a spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cover your ears. Oh, she then is in Star Wars Rebels. Oh. Wow! And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. Yeah, it's a good day. <laughs> That's awesome. fine. That's what the Google is for. But mm-hmm. this is exciting. Um, because for one, it's Rosario Dawson. We love her, 
And it's just also Ashoka, Ashoka Ashoka Tano is a fan favorite who's only been in the animated series. And the fact that she's now coming to the big screen or coming to like the live action world, which is connected to the screen, the big screen world, it's amazing. Yeah, it's super exciting. Her voice was actually one of the voices uh, in the latest Star Wars film. Yes. Uh, near when the end. Ray's being, she's passed, it's not passed out, but she's laying on the ground. She's yeah, she's tired. being encouraged. Okay. From the other side. <laughs> like, Ray. You better get up, You better girl. get up, girl. You do it for yourself. Girl, Ray. Ooh. Ooh, look at Ray. Oh. She's doing it for herself. You use that force, girl. Mm-hmm. That's not what Ashoka <laughs> Tano sounds like. <laughs> but that is what Jedi, Jedi Cindy sounds like. That's Jedi Cindy. She's like, girl, get up. Get up and go snatch that emperor's weave off. Go get him. No, he did not. Uh-uh. No, he did not. Uh-uh. You better go slap your grandpa. <laughs> Coming out here part of a dyad talking about you can't do it. You better do that. You better do it. You better do it. I love Cindy. So I'm hoping that Cindy also makes an appearance someday. For anybody who's who probably think that this is a real Jedi. And it is. So that's exciting. Oh, you also have a... Um, you saw something pop cultural that happened. I did. Um, so people are at home and they're bored, and that includes celebrities. Um, and so they're people too. They're people too. And I some guess of them get the some of them get the Rona. Some of them got the Rona. Tom but they, Hanks, they, Idris Elba, not mm, Idris, not Idris, not Idris. Oh no! You know what? That girlfriend or wife of his, <laughs> she's not doing it right. How's she gonna let her man get that? Move out of the way and let me go help him. <laughs> Get that Idris jealousy over there. Oh, yeah. Watch out. But um, what's interesting, hey, I mean, people always got to find something to be mad about. So, but a bunch of. A bunch that of, is so true. <laughs> it is so true. Oh, right? God. Oh, my goodness. Like, are you more. But, that's the theme of the episode. It is. <laughs> I, sorry, I want to come back to you, what you were saying. But, you know, oh, you're so right. You literally have hit it on the. Ca- I thought that when this thing, this coronavirus was happening, I thought it was, be, I thought it was like, this is going to bring us together as Americans. There will be no Democrat and Republican. And then you see that, like, the Democrats are concerned that like it's like 85% of Democrats are concerned about coronavirus Mm -hmm. to like 51% of Republicans and that's like now growing it was far later it shouldn't be a bipartisan thing but you have Fox News who are you know saying their things and then like even like within the Democrats like we're still fighting amongst ourselves and I'm like can we we need to I'm tired we need to I'm touching my face now y'all got me (laughs) Like, I'm Dr. Fauci, and Trump is saying some mess, and you got me touching my face. Oh, my goodness. But, like, we can't even rally together right now. Like, everyone is, like, it's it's upsetting. I understand you want Joe Biden to do more. We just, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. There's more things to f- focus on right now, right? Yeah, I mean, how, how bad does it have to get before we really look ourselves in the mirror as a society and be like, all right, this is what we need to do. Let's not, come together. Not like, you know, not like a small portion of us, but I'm talking about... Everybody. 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 Everybody, you know? You, you a person? Mm-hmm. You all right, let's go. Yeah, you on this earth? Let's do this. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Maybe the problem is we just hear... Everyone's voices are too amplified, and so mm-hmm. there's just a lot of noise yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, I feel like if aliens were to attack, even then... Oh, it'd be a mess. Because yeah. or if aliens were to show up, 
And we don't, some people are like, oh, we got to attack him. Oh, no, don't you attack him. And then when they start attacking, well, why are you leading? You need to, and, you know, it just would be. And then there'll be 20% of the people will be like, I think these alien videos are fake by the deep state. Yes. You know, it's like. Oh, my God. For reals? It's yep. like, uh, yeah, like I, I do feel it's like there's this, uh, yeah, it's just there's a combination of a lot of things in our society, partially with this. You know, we've had this great growth in the information age where anyone and everyone can have this voice to put themselves out there, which is like this beautiful kind of utopian vision. But also, before that, you had to have some sort of sense of credentials, like credentials and accomplishments. There was a vetting process for you to be able to kind of get to where you are. Yeah, and now we have... A world where if you see a post on your news feed, they could be side by side. One could be from a PhD that's worked their entire lives on uh, the scientific principle. And one can be a speculator that is uh, in the middle of Montana with their shotgun. And those two articles side by side on your computer screen look exactly the same take the exact amount of area and space on your screen yep and there's no way to vet well what's making this article better than that article right and then they both get like equal time in the media you mm-hmm. know where mm-hmm. in like anyways not everything you read on the internet is true yeah <laughs> this is absolutely true what, wise what were wise. the celebrities doing so these celebrities you know i guess a group of them got together uh out of good intention what i'm assuming um, and they, you know, decide the song, you know, imagine all the people, that type of song. Oh, I saw um, a clip of that. I wanted to watch it to get some hope, but I got busy. Yeah, see, Being that's, sad. you know, well, you know, <laughs> be glad I didn't watch it because you might have been outraged because they're talking about imagine the world without possessions. And they're like, what? You in your house with your mansion. And I just lost my job. And it's like, well, uh, hey, you have a point. But also these are just celebrities trying to spread some goodwill a little bit. But hey, maybe it was a little bit of bad taste, but we got bigger problems, y'all. I'm tired. That is so true. We got bigger problems. Yeah, it's I like- think everybody needs to stop like the petty things, like even within like, everywhere. Like if this isn't helping like the, the broader humanity thing, drop it. Put yeah. a pin in it. Pick and choose your battles. We're not dealing with this right now. We got a building on fire, and the firemen are on the street arguing about the uniforms and the badges. And it's like, turn on the The hose. hose. Turn it on. Just turn. I don't care what badge you wear. I don't care about the socks. Turn on the The hose. I mean, not the badge. The hose. The hose. (laughs) But anyway, so that's, that's, you know, it's a little kind of a side thing. But it's interesting, kind of even with things the way they are. Because this pandemic is not equally distributed yet, or equally it's spread. coming, and it's coming, but it's like there's. You a lot can of literally that are look at the news, and if it's not there, think of this as a coming attraction. Yeah. It's a trailer coming this spring because you know it's not coming this spring. Black Widow, Fast and the Furious Nine. Oh no! I, any of those movies you're planning on seeing? That's not coming. Oh. But this, oh, it breaks my heart. I was gonna have such it a breaks fun my time heart. in the movies. I, ooh, I was so excited. It breaks so, my heart. Yeah. Oh gosh, we're mm. in the middle of a Marvel movie marathon, rewatching it in timeline order, yes. and I just keep thinking like it's got to be fucked up because Black Widow's not going to be in its rightful place. Yep, it's going to be all wild. This is. So crazy how some industries are just impacted, done. just or just done. 
And then some industries are just seeing a a huge boon right now. Uh, You know, like uh, streaming services, video games, toilet paper. Um, (laughs) Also, cartoons. They're able to, like, so all of, like, the Fox animations Mm. are running full steam ahead. They found creative ways to do... They were already ahead for their season because they start so much earlier. Mm. Um, But they're able to... Re- the do re-records or record new episodes from like their homes and there's a new system where animators are able to work from their own homes as well and oh. so yeah you're gonna like Big Mouth uh, The Simpsons Family Guy they're all running full steam ahead so you might wild. see a lot more animation coming your way oh man that is something else yeah alright well we're gonna jump into one of our corners when we come back CJ Walker Walking down the street With her millions Her billions Millions and billions Her hair looks so good 1900 she's making all the money and living right next door to Rockefeller, yeah Doing it for herself Madam CJ Walker (laughs) I feel like that should be a new animated series Coming to you on uh, ABC Saturday Morning Kids. Does that still happen? Never did? <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's coming on to you on uh, on um, BET Morning Cartoon Show. Uh-huh. BET Cartoons? <laughs> Does BET have a Saturday Morning Cartoon <laughs> slot? It's going to be on there. It's going the to Madden, be there. Madden CJ Walker. Oh, wait. BET never had a morning cartoon show. Never did. Oh, well. We'll keep shopping the show around. We'll see what we can do. TV One. Okay. So, um, there is a Netflix miniseries happening live on your television screen. And it's live when you press play. That's the great thing about how these things work. It's great. So, it is a series that, as I do want to point out, they make a point that it is the Madam C.J. Walker story that is inspired by her life. So it's not necessarily like, I think they took some liberties because mm-hmm, they got to mm-hmm. add in the drama. <laughs> mm, got to. So I think we talked about Madam C.J. Walker years ago on this podcast. Um, so we watched the Netflix series. It's a four-part series. Mm, amazing. Um, just, uh, it was an inspiring story so starting about octavia spencer oh she just oh she just knocked it out of the park she, she just what a wonderful wonderful job and tiffany haddish plays her daughter mm-hmm. and tiffany haddish showed me all sorts of emotions <laughs> on her face that i was not prepared to see and i absolutely loved and great. bill bellamy he from mtv he used to be mtv vj he mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. and he is back <laughs> and sexy ass blair underwood is back <laughs> he in there too he in there too doing his thing <laughs> Takes his shirt off. I saw him recently on in a soldier story on Broadway. Oh. Back when the Broadway was still up and running. Like mm. that's so sad. Like it's oh, things like this. Down. That's right. Like it's not happening right now. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. So, yes. anyways, Madam CJ Walker on Netflix, four-part series. People really should watch it. It's inspiring. She's the you know, first female. Oh, wait, before you start saying things, she's so good. I want to give you a Madam CJ Walker pop quiz. Uh oh. 
Okay. Remember there was that thing that I said is going to happen and I'm not going to tell you what it is? Oh, I wasn't ready. It's a Minority <laughs> Corner Quizlet. Oh, no. We used to have these on the show. Uh-huh. And now they're back. <laughs> it's back right now. Because I don't want to just talk about Madam C.J. Walker. I want to test the knowledge. Also, because I do think that we did an episode about Madam C.J. Walker, but I don't really, re- I didn't Google it. I didn't uh-huh. Google myself. <laughs> so we're just going to do a quiz about it to learn about her and oh, see what you know. Okay. Listeners, follow along. Let's see. Who was Madam C.J. Walker? Mm. A, <laughs> the first female African-American self-made millionaire. Uh-huh. B, the first female African-American business owner. C, the first female African-American lawyer. D, the first female African-American leader of the NAACP, or E, a different answer? Uh, well, technically, A is correct. Which is why I so I stole some of this quiz from some teacher online. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are on the front lines, and I'm stealing your homework. <laughs> uh-huh. Ah, man, but I just realized, so yeah, A, but why A is kind of not the full truth. Yeah, it's uh, not full because not only is she the first self-made African-American female millionaire, um, she's she's the first female female self-made millionaire, millionaire, period, full stop. That's it. Yeah. That's what she did. So this teacher, teacher, Mm -hmm. I'll see you after class. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yes, that's what she did. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what was Madam C.J. Walker's birth name? Ooh, oh, you came late to the movie oh, on this one. I didn't see okay, the first you got episodes. options. Oh, this you got is going to be this is going to be rough. Okay. A, Cynthia Walker. Okay. B, Sarah Breedlove. Mhm. C, Maria Martin. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> D, Sarah Love. Whoa. E, Lala Jones. Oh lord. I have one more. F Boo Boo Jeffries. <laughs> we just gonna pretend that one ain't her answer. Sarah Bree Love. It's gotta be Sarah Bree Love. Come on now. <laughs> Lala Jones. Oh. Boo Boo. Get out of here. Are you sure it's not Boo Boo Jeffries? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it is. It's Sarah Bree Love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Madam CJ Walker. Walker was her second husband's name, Blair Underwood. <laughs> Um, in the series, she like takes on so they so then C, his name was C.J. Walker, mm-hmm. and I was reading something. This wasn't in the four part series, but she took on Madam so that way white people weren't gonna call her like Auntie. Mm, that so that's so why she took that on. Yeah, in the series, she like takes it on to like stand up to her arch rival nemesis. Forget mm-hmm. that hoe's name. <laughs> she was up to no good. Also, what's really great about the show is they all talk about like just colorism. I mm-hmm. think what's so interesting too, we talk about so much on the show too, about just like especially black women's hair, black people's hair in general is so political. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got folks who in California they had to just sign the Crown Act, so you can't get fired because you have because you're black and you have hair in your own style, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. That a law had to be passed for that. Yeah. Um yeah, so just like it was, it was a lot about like, just like about black hair, and you're just seeing. I've also never seen a show that took place. I've never seen a movie that I've seen like black slavery stories, and I've seen civil rights stories. But this one is in that spot of like 1908 to like 1918, and it was just really fascinating to see. Like it just it was a world of black life that I had never seen before. Yeah, it's a really interesting look. 
at how the essentially black motivated and black servicing economy came mm, to be. Yeah. Right? Like if uh if people are out there and they're wondering why is there a BET? Mm-hmm. Why is there a black card section in your your grocery store? Yeah. Why is there you know, all of these businesses that are aimed and built for black people is because, you know, because of the history of this country, you had a period where blacks were increasingly being educated, pulling themselves up, working, building skills, building wealth. Um, But at the same time, uh, because of the racism, bigotry, and uh, segregation, they just were not able to even spend their money in the pre-existing shops. I mean, their money wasn't even accepted, right? And so what you have is a whole society that basically develops within the society that is uh, to uh, take care and and cater to those needs. Like if you have enterprising entrepreneurial spirits out there, they're like, hey, these people got money. I'll figure out how, you know, I can offer some goods and services to get it, right? Um, And that's kind of what has happened so it's just kind of this very interesting story about madam cj walker recognizing a need in black hair care providing that product marketing well um and taking advantage of that you know uh, that rising tide of black people and black women in this nation specifically that have that disposable income to spend yeah um and it's uh yeah, you're right. It's just I wish we would have more stories that focus on that part of history. Um, and again, it's not just, you know, it was kind of great that it was this four-part series because it lets it breathe and yeah, you get to see. Yeah, if it was a movie, it would have been so rushed. Yeah. And you also got to see, like, you know, I, I you see through the four parts, um, I mean, she, I just... You, like eventually, because you said like you know she had entrepreneurship and she worked her way up, and just to get to see in like nineteen eighteen rich black people, yeah, I never really seen something like that. What does that look like? What yeah. were they doing? The yeah. dances? The, totally. I mean, just, I mean, just like different. We uh, saw the origins of the Soul Train line essentially, yeah. <laughs> and she yeah. was connecting with like you know W. E. Du Bois and you know Booker T. Washington. Oh, you got me all distracted. Back to the quiz. Oh. <laughs> You are being homeschooled right now in the quarantine. And today is Madam C.J. Walker Day. Shout out. I feel really bad for like, you know, I've been very fortunate because I've been in a very wonderful quarantined house mm-hmm. hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel bad. Like there's some kids who are just stuck at home and it's just not a good space for them. Man, what a what a time. I mean, even, <laughs> even when households are great. I yeah. mean, you're a teenager, you got hormones raging. Like, get me out of there. <laughs> get me out of this house. <laughs> so you come on over here to Minority Corner. We got you, little 17-year-old Ricky. <laughs> Come and listen, Ricky. All right, Ricky. Uh, Madam C.J. Walker was the daughter of A, sharecroppers, B, bankers, C, dentists, D, barbers, E, dancers, F, millionaires, G, slaves. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
I believe it was sharecroppers. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. It yeah. was sharecroppers. See, look, even you didn't see the first part. You'd be knowing. Mm-hmm. That was sharecroppers. She also, uh, not a fun fact, just a fact. Not mm-hmm. every fact has to be fun. <laughs> no. She was born two years after the emancipation. Yeah. And so just seeing like her journey and like her, Blair Underwood, uh, his dad, he was a slave. And so just he talks about a lot about on the plantation and stuff like that. It's the wild to just yeah. sort of see the stones throw away of slavery. What a transition. What a time that have to be to be so close. And I mean, there's also, speaking of like that view of the time, I mean, you had these older figures, grandpas, grandmas, uncles, and stuff like that, that were basically former slaves, yeah. right? That were, you know, given their advice from the viewpoint of being a former slave and now wearing a suit, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's just... If you thought transitioning to an iPhone was we was crazy for a grandparent, yeah. try that. Yeah, that's a hell of a transition. But, uh, okay, yeah. what caused Madam C.J. Walker to start working with hair care products? Mm. A, she wanted to be a blonde. Mm. B, she thought it could make her rich. C, her husband started going bald. D, she was inspired while attending dermatology school. E, she began having problems with her own scalp. F, she wanted to feel beautiful. G, she just needed a change in her life. (laughs) These are too many answers. (laughs) I don't even know what her motivation was. I want to say... A lot of these questions come from the first part. That Um, is so horrible. That's so cruel. I want to see is because of issues with her own hair. You're doing so well for not having... All these questions are from the first part of the movie. Which I did not see at all. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, yes, her hair was falling out. Yeah, and then she met this other woman, and this uh, who was her rival essentially, who was mm-hmm. always up to no good against her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, like her, her rival, she because what she used to wash clothes, mm-hmm. and then they would trade off. Like she would wash her rival's clothes. Well, before there was her rival, it was her hair care lady. And um, she wanted to go into business with her and sell her product, and the woman was like, "No one's gonna buy from you because it was a colorism thing." She's like, "You know, you're not." She was like, you're not attractive, essentially. Mm-hmm. You're black and ugly. And the this lady was lighter skinned. And it's interesting, though, too, because even there's a scene with the woman who's supposed to be like her rival. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother was also a slave. And she, her mother makes a joke about something like she something about like, Ooh, the Lord may have the what, cursed me when the like when the master like you know raped me with and I got you and just interesting is like touching on to like how she came to be like mm-hmm. there's a lot of romanticizing of what happened when you see these sort of mixed race you know folks coming out of that time like it was products of rape yeah yeah absolutely you know it's like you know who do you think these light skinned folks in America you know it's like someone's grandma got raped yeah like. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the bold truth of this. Like you know when you kind of like, uh, and I, I like these type of films that focus on these type of errors because it helps kind connect of the dots. connect the dots. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, drops the pebbles from the line from slavery to the some of the things that we're still you know feeling and experiencing today. Yeah, um, which you know it's like hey, yes, things have improved. There's a lot of things that have changed. The technology has advanced um, there's so many things that have happened but um you know that when you 
have that effect and uh, have that built-in societal treatment to an entire race of people for decades and decades and centuries. And yeah. There's a lasting effect. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, three more questions. Uh-oh. Do it. Where did Madam Walker build her first manufacturing plant? That was... A... Indianapolis, Uh Mm B, New York City, Mm -hmm. C, Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. D, Tallahassee, Mm -hmm. E, Portland, Oregon. Has to be Naptown, right? Indianapolis. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what people call it? Naptown? Yeah. No idea. You came out the gate with that. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. You didn't think it was Portland? She couldn't. She would not be allowed in Portland. Mm-mm. It was Portland. illegal for black people to own property until like the 60s there. Were, yeah, were they even allowed across the borders in Portland mm-hmm. in that time period? My yeah. Um, also, she this wasn't included in the movie, but she used to travel like all over the place. She was in like Central America. Like she was... Master G. Walker was doing it for herself mm. because she was just doing it up. She was like having, like, she was traveling all over the place and like making connections. Uh, because again, like, you know, the African di- diaspora is so large, like, we're everywhere. We're in Central America, we're in South America. Mm. And so she was really connecting her product with like to all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a question on here that didn't end up making it. Uh oh. I'll make it up. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Okay, Madam C.J. Walker mm-hmm. sold her product by A, selling it into the stores, mm-hmm. B, mm-hmm. telling the ladies to go to her store, <laughs> what? C, she used sales associates, mm-hmm. D, she blackmailed J.D. Rockefeller <laughs> and made him sell it. <laughs> That would e. be what? <laughs> we got an E. Come on now, <laughs> tell me what E was in. E. Um, she went to the the bazaars and <laughs> oh, she gave a big show. She did a big dance number, and then at the end, she would sell her products, kind of like a Beyonce. Uh-huh. And instead of selling T-shirts, she sold her hair care products. Uh-huh. While uh, the last one sounds fabulous, it has to be the uh, sales associates. That was a big deal. She was uh, basically had uh, sales associates because a big part of what she was doing was empowering other black women that mm-hmm. had entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. So it was you know one of the most beautiful things that she was doing, and had the her top sales associates go out to different cities, open salons where they were. Not only doing the hair, but selling the product within the salon. Yeah. Um, and I guess that was going on up into the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of the ripple effect that that has sort of created for these women. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I would love to see. I mean, we don't even know where all of them sort of ended up at. Yeah. You know? How many women that were black, like, learned, you know, from the ground up how to start and run a business from one of the Madam C.J. Walker, you know, salons and went off to make their own salon, make their own type of business, Um, you know, just just go off and, oh, man, it's just, uh, yeah, that that was really awesome that they highlight that in the series as well, like, you know, how just the, the sense of the impact and the ripples throughout history that, you know, was, uh, that she was able to, 
you know, uh, start. Yeah, so. that's what she did. Mm. Last two questions. Two, what? Last True two? True or false? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go. True, True or, or false? false? Madam CJ Walker loved to make sandwiches. <laughs> false. <laughs> she is not here to make sandwiches. Next. She makes a point in the show to let you know she is not here to make sandwiches. Uh-huh. Uh, true or false? Madam CJ Walker was stingy with her money. Mm, that is also false. She was not stingy at all. She was a known philanthropist. Um, she made the biggest donation to the NAACP. Yeah, it was like five thousand dollars yeah, or something. In nineteen nineteen. Yeah, and she was really working with like anti anti lynching legislations with the NAACP, which is mm-hmm. a wild. That's a thing that she had to spend her time doing, but she did. Big sponsor of the arts. And, yeah. You know, and theater. Just really, really big. So I just want to give some support to Madam C.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. Since you got a hundred percent on your quiz, Ooh. you now get to uh, perform. Form your Madam C.J. Walker monologue. Uh, excellent. <clears throat> I hope we're ready. Okay, everyone. This is uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Uh, after uh, she's gone up and... She's not uh, making no sandwiches. She's not making no sandwiches. She was in the back with the wives of, you know, who's a what's a... And she came up to the all-male business meeting, and this is what she had to say. Okay. She was like... <clears throat> Look at your wives. Look at them. They're learned. <laughs> the beautiful. The wise. <laughs> Stand with me. I'll pull out this deal. To- thank you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> man, so good. Uh, that's BJ auditioning for the part of Octavia Spencer playing Madam C.J. Walker. Yes, yes. It was... Uh, at least three in- incredible inspirational speeches. Uh, oh, in you're that gonna series. get so many inspirational series uh, speeches in that series. Almost like I think sometimes there's like two per per episode. Yeah, there's at least eight at the at the slightest. A lot of them. Ah, uh, I was oh, ready. Beautiful. Thank you for taking that quiz. Oh, BJ, look at your grades. Look at your grades. Look at him. <laughs> He's learned. And you're beautiful. Beautiful. And you're wise. <laughs> you're getting A+. Plus. Thank you. All right, Adam. Uh, Maximum Fun wants us to record like a promo to tell people that they should listen to The Greatest Generation. You want to do that? No. I am tired of all the extra work. I just wanted to talk about Star Trek with my friend. I, I think it, it would be good to like try and get some new listeners by appealing to the audiences of other shows. Like This, this will only take a minute or two. It could be good for us. We sit down for an hour every week and talk about a Star Trek episode and make a bunch of idiotic fart jokes about it. It's embarrassing. If it got out that we made this show, I think it would make us unemployable. Adam, I have bad news for you. We have tens of thousands of listeners at MaximumFun.org. Oh my god. I think I'm going to throw up. The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org. I'm really going to be sick. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. What to do when you're fucking stuck? <laughs> so that's actually <laughs> okay. So 
I don't even know it was quarantine is the appropriate term because that quarantine is really for people who are guests or you know sick with the Rona. Mm. But you're, you're probably on lockdown. Life is slowing down. Um, for those who are out there in the workforce, you are doing. Thank you for helping the wheels keep turning on this earth and mm. planet. Um, yes. Some of you lost your jobs, and our hearts are going out to you. Don't worry, that stimulus package is a coming. But in the meantime, for those of you who are also just you know working at home, and you're like, ah, what do I do? So I wanted to create just um, some tips for things that you can do to sort of keep yourself sane and healthy, and how to come out of the other side d- different in a way. I, I feel like we can't come out of this. I feel like like you can't come out. We can't come out of this the same. We can't come to the other side the same. As individuals, as communities, as a culture, as a country, as a society, as human beings, like shit went down, and it is going down all over the place. And you ever like has it ever happened to you before when you're like you know you're going going going, and all of a sudden you just get like sick, and it's usually your body just telling you like you gotta slow down, you gotta stop. Mm. And I feel like that's literally what's happening right now. I feel like the earth is like, y'all need to chill the fuck out. Y'all go to your rooms. I'm hot. Y'all are heating me up. Y'all are fucking arguing all the time. Go to your fucking rooms and you stay right there. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like the earth is literally doing. Because when you look at like the, the canals, clear right now. And Venice, clear. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. pollution levels are going down. And I just think like we keep we look at like the direction we were heading in, it just was so it was so fast. And I feel like we're being asked to slow down, take a pause, and just recalibrate. And yes. So I have, uh, I cannot take credit for this. Um, not all of this. Some of this is mine. But I saw someone had posted this on Facebook. And they had a daily quarantine questionnaire. So you'd want to go through some of this daily. And it says, what am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. It's every day. Just checking a look. What am I grateful for? If you still got your health, if you're able to like ask that question, what a gift, you know? Something that I have been doing when I've been having a lot of fear or anxiety creep up, I then just do five things that I'm grateful for right there in that moment because gratitude and fear cannot exist in the same place. They just can't. They can't. And it can be simple. It can be I'm grateful that I have these eyes. I'm grateful I'm listening to Minority Corner right now. I'm grateful that if you have a job or I'm grateful that I have a place to stay, like whatever it is. Uh, I also recommend a gratitude journal before you go to bed. Just five things that you're grateful for. It will help when you wake up the next day. Also in this daily uh, quarantine questionnaire, so what am I grateful for? Who am I checking in on or connecting with today? So... I would also really think about like who are the elderly perhaps in your life that you can check in on. Um, even just, or people who you know are stuck by themselves, like friends that you know are living by themselves, working from home by themselves. Like they're might be going cuckoo bananas. I've been very fortunate cause I am staying in video game movie giggle house hut right now <laughs> where the movies and video games and giggles be abounding. But you know what? Honestly, sometimes I do have my moments where I just sort of like the weight of it kind of comes crashing down on you. Like, and it's okay to sometimes feel sad. There's a lot that is happening right now and you can feel these, the energy it's in the air 
Um, you see that, you know, the people who are dying and so much of this was possibly prevented and you know it's just going to be more. Of course, like, you're human. Of course you're going to feel that, like, sadness and, and downness from it. Um, but you don't have to stay there. Feel it and connect with someone. If you're feeling sad, there's probably someone else who's feeling sad. So connect with them. There's uh, great things you can do. People are doing... Um, digital happy hours on the zoom mm-hmm. you know they're doing digital dance parties you can have a party uh we're just gonna get creative in this it's an opportunity for creativity also in your daily questionnaire what expectations of normal am i letting go today yeah like the things that you thought you were gonna do and that's another thing i think why people there's a lot of sort of sadness that's happening because it's like we all make plans and you're you we have no control over let your plans are done not happening right now. Mm-hmm, completely. So there can be a bit of a mourning to that. And a lot of us like to be in control of things. And this is showing us how sometimes we're just, we're not in control and there's very little that you actually do have control over. So really focusing on those things that you do, um, you can still find creative ways to work out. Um, you can, you know, work out. <laughs> <laughs> my mind is how was I gonna work out I fixed it I figured it out but yeah and a lot of it's just sort of adjusting and it's a new way of life it's a new normal that we're going to now create for ourselves how am I getting outside today I this so someone like again people love being angry what was the phrase people love finding something to be angry about Mm -hmm. someone got angry at this one on the list that got posted on Facebook they're like, love and protect our doctors and nurses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, I'm not going to not. Like, you can go outside, but don't go to the 10,000 neighborhood block party. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go for a walk. In fact, you should. And you know what? That person who wrote this probably hadn't been outside in a while when they were like, don't go outside because they're probably going crazy. Yeah, got to get out and get some fresh air. Got to go out and get some fresh air. You can keep your social distancing and still go outside. How am I going to move my body today? Keep moving. I uh, yeah, keep moving. My concern is that like when we come out of this, like there's going to be other possible health issues that people are going to now have because they weren't staying active. They maybe were eating healthy, mm-hmm. uh, stress eating, and you're also just not you're not getting your steps in. Yeah, it's definitely a big risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then what beauty am I creating, cultivating, or inventing today? And I can even just look at, like, how am I contributing, how am I going to contribute to society today? I, I think it's an opportunity for all of us, like, it's all hands on deck, like, how, whatever it is that you're going to, like, maybe you're going to teach a dance class, or you're going to sew some masks, or, like, I think it's, op- it's literally, I feel like this is our World War II moment right now, mm-hmm. where everyone is being asked to participate in some way um you know if you're a comedian maybe you're doing an online you know show people are looking for humor and entertainment not finding that humor here we're (laughs) serious and just about the facts about the facts um also i'd like to remind folks to just take media breaks i again even before this was happening i don't do i try not to do social media and news on the weekends take Mm. a break from it Mm. gotta give yourself a break it's a lot even just like even just during the day i was talking to a former guest co-host ben randall and even just doing like no like if you're gonna do like no news past like 5 p.m or have a cutoff time or no social media past a certain time like 
look at it as a job. It's like a nine to five thing and then it's done because it can just be a lot. Mm -hmm. Manage your anxiety. Manage your anxiety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also encourage like everybody to stay informed again, balancing a healthy amount. Um, you don't have to listen to the news like all day, but you definitely want to do a check-in every day because like we said, it's changing so fast and you want to be looking at your local officials um, and seeing what they're saying because everything is changing so fast and it is important for us to like, you got to stay on top of it because there are people probably in your life who are not and they're going to be dependent upon you to stay informed. This is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's some other just things that you can do. Uh, make sure that you're, you can, you're getting some exercise. YouTube is really great. You can literally Google any kind of exercise that you think that you maybe want to do if you want to do some. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, kickboxing lately, which has been very helpful. All right. You just punch it out. Do some cardio <laughs> kickboxing. I also just bought a body boss. I do not work for them. <laughs> I also just bought a perfect push-up. They're really great. It's a little at-home gym that you can do. Uh, just staying healthy and fitness in, in some way. Like you can take a cardio dance class, all kinds of stuff. Meditation. I always stress meditation. I think even now having some sort of meditative practice, some sort of morning ritual for yourself, how you're going to start the day. There's a lot of nuttiness happening. And so it's going to be on you to keep yourself grounded through this and also grounded and open because this is an opportunity. I know it seems like there's a lot of, you're like, James, what the fuck are you talking about? But this is an opportunity. Some business is going to be created out of this. It's going to be really beneficial to all humankind. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's an opportunity. And if you're clear, you'll see what that opportunity is for you and how you're going to be of service through that business, that idea, or how you're going to be a better neighbor, or help people. Um, also checking in with, uh, earlier in your daily check in. Um, if there's older people in your neighborhood, uh, reaching out to them, seeing if you can go grocery shopping for them or what they might need because um, they need to be staying indoors. Uh, I already mentioned the gratitude journal. Oh, donate. Donate. You can be donating to so many organizations. Think about people that you normally would go to as well, and you're not going to be able to. Mm -hmm. Like your barber or the person who does your hair. They're mm -hmm. fucked right now, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have, if you're able to, throw them the money that you normally would for that month that, uh, for that haircut or whatnot. Um, they would really appreciate that. That personal trainer, those people that you normally would go and see and you're not going to be able to and they're really impacted. Um, if you have artist friends who are GoFundMe pages, it literally is this moment of us. It takes a village. Um, I'm very fortunate that I am able to work and I'm looking at this as like I am helping to help push this economy to keep going and running and you know help support my village. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of organizations that you can be donating to. Feeding America, they're a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries. Meals on Wheels, they deliver nutritious meals um, to seniors who are especially at risk for COVID-19. No Kid hung Hungry, they aim to ensure that the 22 million low-income kids who rely on the free and reduced-price meals receive... Um, at school are, are, are fed while schools are closed. Also in the industry, the National and Domestic Workers Alliance, they support in-home care workers, nannies, and house cleaners during this crisis who are encouraged to stay home. Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. So restaurants are closed. This is an organization that is supporting restaurant workers who are facing these hardships. 
um, one fair wage. They provide cash assistance to tipped workers. Um, I don't know why I just thought of go-go dancers, but they are tipped <laughs> workers, drag queens. Um, <laughs> back to my life in the twenties, in my twenties, um, and other service workers. Oh yeah, service workers. It's like who else is a tipped worker? Yes. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, who everybody who are being fired, um, seeing shifts clo- cut, um, who are having to stay home. Uh, the CDC Foundation, they also need your help. Um, direct Relief, they mobilize and provide essential medical resources, need to help in all 50 states and 80-plus countries around the world. And uh, there's and so here's the great thing. I just listed a lot of organizations, right? And you're like, how would I possibly donate to I can't do them all. If you go to crooked.com slash coronavirus and you donate through their page, uh, they're going to evenly distribute everything that you donate to all of those organizations. So you can be a part of all of that. Mm, very cool. Also, just two last thing to leave you with. As I said, this is a time for reflection. And I would say take a moment and reflect on... When we come out of this cave, it's kind of like we're Iron Man right now. Go back to Iron Man 2008. And we're building our Iron Man suit. Who do we want to be when we come out of the cave? You Mm -hmm. know, what does your suit look like? Who are you when we come out of this? So I feel like taking that time to reflect and even things of like, what is that thing that you've been meaning to do and you just haven't done? Because you might have a little bit more time. What is that project or that thing? So I feel like it's a great time to reflect and take a moment of like who are do you who are you going to be when you come out of this because none of us can be the same same person like how are you going to contribute to your communities to your families to society to yourself um are you going to at the end of this have a fitness plan or a meditation plan or you're going to be you know making sure that you call so and so every week or what is it that you're going to be when you come out on the other side mm-hmm. um and also too there's many ways that you can contribute also on top of donating um sewing mask if you can teaching dance classes organizing happy hour viewings of movies there's so many creative opportunities and i think tapping into that creativity is going to help you not go bananas mm-hmm And that is this episode. It's weird. I find myself getting a little bit more used to this new way of life. Again, I definitely have my moments when it is not all right. But I definitely do find that those five moments of gratitude are incredibly helpful. So I hope you all are doing well. I hope you're staying indoors. I hope you are being healthy. I hope you're being safe. And I hope you are making some lemonade. Like that's what Beyonce would do. Let's jump into the fact check. Not much to fact check here this week because we were just so perfect. So I did mention something about I was aghast at Trump's 49% approval rating. And a really smart historian uh, had pointed out, I was listening to some uh, a podcast, had pointed out that in times of crisis the leader of the United States always seen, sees a bump in their approval rating and that like in 9-11, Bush's went up to like 80%. Um, Bush Sr., he, his even went up during his uh, crisis that he was handling. So that is typical. And in fact, the fact that 49% 
is the highest that Trump is, has gotten yet. And actually, comparatively, it's actually really not that high. So anything as people start listening to his gibberish on his, you know, essentially televised rallies, there's supposed to be press conferences to let the scientists and doctors speak, the more people will hear, um, the more they'll see what that fool is really about. So... Also to point out that President Cuomo, I mean, Governor Cuomo had mentioned about the money that is being allocated to New York City, which the U.S. just today has surpassed China for number of cases. We're number one. We're number one. Ugh, not the way that we want to be number one. Are we great now? Did, is this how he made us great again? Anyways, the money being allocated to New York City is a drop in the bucket in terms of for, um, for medical for the medical needs that they need, Cuomo said. So again, if there's any way that you feel inspired to get involved, to help out, to donate to SOMAS, to make some poetry, whatever it is, all hands on deck. Our hearts are out there with you, New York City, my old my old city where I used to live. But big props to Democrats to be able to hold the Republicans' feet to the fire in terms of the things that are coming in for that stimulus package. It's not perfect, but again, props to the Democrats because they put a lot of provisions to make sure it's not just going to be some slush fun for Trump and his crony friends and Steve Mnuchin, uh, Secretary Treasurer Steve Mnuchin and his friends and Mitch McConnell and his rich friends. They all got rich as friends and that's who they were looking out for so thank you Democrats for being there for the people. BJ had mentioned about school buses and internet and while you couldn't find the exact uh, cases where that's happening right now, I do know that in 2016 the rural Coachella Valley Unified School District in California equipped school buses with solar powered Wi-Fi routers to provide internet while in transit, and then they park these outfitted buses in underserved neighborhoods to offer 24-7 online access. Because what else were the buses doing? Nothing. So it was coined Wi-Fi on Wheels Project. So students have been able to access broadband where they live to reduce barriers to learning. So that's fantastic. So there are things that are happening in place. Again, community stepping in or even um, some businesses stepping in when our government seems to be falling short. So these students who are already kind of behind and at a disadvantage are not being further left behind in that digital divide. I had also talked about Madam C.J. Walker. First of all, the show on Netflix is called South Made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Notice it says inspired. So we were talking about her arch nemesis. And in the show, it's her name is called, uh, her name is Addie Monroe. And she is based on the real life Annie Malone. See what they did there? And Annie Malone was quite the entrepreneur herself. And at the age of 31, she began experimenting with hair care, which ultimately led to her creating her signature product, The Wonderful Hair Grower. Her products, along with Walker, contributed greatly to the healthcare system's overall and further advanced the means of black hair, hair care. Malone's claim to fame came from her revised method of straightening hair. Her new technique figured out a way to straighten black women's hair without damaging it. Selling her products door-to-door, Malone built her wealth and created a successful business. So, 
Very similar to Miss Madam C.J. Walker. Well, that's this week's show. I know it's a lot, but we had a lot to say. I think that's what happens when you get all cooped up here. I feel so fortunate because I am currently in a very <clears throat> wonderful, fun quarantine setup and situation at home. Also, props, props to my aunt and uncle who were watching the Madam C.J. Walker, and there's a lesbian love story in there, and they did not even bat an eyelash. Oh, how the times they have grown. It made me feel very excited to be able to share the story. My butt clenched a little bit when I saw it was developing and happening, and they were rooting for it. So it's just really beautiful. Beautiful moment in quarantine. But how are you all doing? Check in with us. Tweet at us at Minority Corner. We are here for you. The Minority Corner Kids Playground. I'd love to hear from uh, the Corner Kids on Facebook. What are y'all getting into? What do you need help with? What are your anxieties? What are your fears? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Let's come together in this moment. And yeah, I would also love to hear from you all about how how this has been impacting you. I'd love to hear some voicemail messages from you all. So feel free to record a voicemail uh, on any audio device that you have. Your smartphone that you're listening to has a record feature. And you can email minoritycorner at gmail.com. And we will uh, put it on here. I'd love to hear from the many voices that make up this wonderful, beautiful community. So be well, stay well, take care of yourselves and each other mentally, physically, spiritually, and all that good stuff. We are in this together. The only way out is through. Who will we be when we get to the other side? I love you all so much. Thank you all for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.